0: With the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works in giving you a boner. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Besides from me reading this. It's made in the U.S. of A. America. And... Since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code ARMCHAIR, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we'd like to thank them for sponsoring this train wreck of a podcast.
1: Alright, everybody. Welcome to Friday Night Saints Happy Hour. Gambling Spectacular. Week number four. We have our first ever patron defeated me and Andrew. Well, actually, defeated he defeated Andrew and he tied me. So, Dylan is back for week number 2. So, he is in the driver's seat to get his own extra large Saints happy hour t-shirt and his own special patron spotlight. Dylan, are you ready so to So, you don't t-
2: actually you don't actually have to beat us. You just have to not lose to us,
1: right? Yes.
2: Okay. That is exactly. Just want to clarify <laughs> the rules here. Yeah.
1: Well, the thing is uh, I wa- I was rooting for Dylan because he saved me because y- you were pre- you had an obligation last week. So I was. Wor- I'm always worried when the patron comes on. They're usually very good, but I was hoping that I was worried that like I'm like if it's me, if it's just me and the patron, and, and the patron's like giving out one word answers. This is gonna be a hard one, but Dylan's very well spoken. He's a gambling yes. degenerate. He's telling us where the money on the sharps are. He's doing crazy parlay, so we we like Dylan because we like we like people that actually gamble and aren't just making picks. Um, I like how he keeps
2: the hurricanes away from New Orleans too. I always appreciate that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I liked how I'm working on that. I liked how Hurricane Karen was out in the Atlantic, and they're like Karen could fall apart at any minute. It was just the the funniest. Yeah, well
2: done, well done, Dylan. <laughs> way, to, way to make that fall apart.
1: So I'm
3: uh, doing my
1: best guys <laughs> so, yeah, if you're joining us in the live chat, by the way, uh by the way, this episode we're giving it out free uh to usually it's we we let everybody listen live, and then the patrons can listen on demand, but we're giving it out free this week to everybody, so if you're listening free on apple on Apple, iTunes, or podcast or wherever you get your podcast, uh it's awesome you should donate you should donate seven or ten dollars and especially $10, so you can get Andrew's grades, the Grades Podcast, access to the gambling podcast. So when you're thinking about what you're gonna do Sunday morning and you need to make you need to make gambling decisions, listen to this podcast and decide if we either know what we're talking about or we don't, and then just bet against us. Um so my first pick and, and I'm just sticking with them. I'm sticking with them till they buck me, and both of you are gonna laugh at me. I don't give a shit. Michigan is minus 29 at Rutgers. And if you watched Michigan last week, they got humiliated by Wisconsin. Jim Harbaugh is making like $10 million a year to go 9-3. and three. But Michigan is going to pistol whip Rutgers and take out all their frustrations. And Rutgers is still a dumpster fire. I am riding Rutgers until they buck me. I'm laying the 29. There is no point total I will not give until Rutgers bucks me. And they haven't yet.
2: I
3: love it. Well,
2: speaking of which, Ralph, I'm actually uh, along those lines. I I know I pre-show, I gave you my last pick. uh, But Dylan talked me out of that for the second time. I want to actually scrap that. And I want to go against the Ralph Malbrough cardinal rule, which is that you always (laughs) bet the double-digit dog in – an NFL game, but you've inspired me by picking Rutgers. And I just realized (laughs) something. There is no point spread that is high enough for me to bet for the Miami Dolphins. There is none. It does not matter. So I'm laying 14 and a half and I'm
1: picking the Chargers. Well, the double digit underdog, it's not, it's not the theory. My theory isn't that you can't, that you, that you shouldn't, that you shouldn't um bet against you, you shouldn't bet against double digit underdogs uh you know one one if you really like a game, my theory is if you start the year and you bet every double digit underdog at the end of the year, you will win money but if you well, want pick... be true to that, I've been true to that, and
2: I've been up like i think i've I'm right like three out of five so so far. Your theory has held true, and I've and the dolphin. The dolphins, what they covered last week, didn't they? Or no, was it the Jets? The Jets. I the Jets covered. Okay, double digit under the Dolphins. The Dolphins were close two. to covering. The Dolphins were close to covering.
1: Um, this one, but yeah, yeah,
2: I, I'm picking the Chargers. Fourteen and a half, 14 and a half. That's two touchdowns. The, that was tough. One. Here,
1: here's the thing with that one, and, and I did not take the Chargers in my. Uh, survivor pool at work where the winner gets a thousand bucks and I told myself that I would ride Miami. What's so, wrong with you? I'm taking the Rams because here's the thing the Chargers going cross country to Miami and the, the thing is if you look at the Chargers they lost to Cleveland two years ago when Cleveland won one game I just worry about the Chargers in this game like there's going to be a week where Miami's going to jump up and play well for no apparent reason Uh. So I'm in my survivor pool. I'm taking the Rams. The Rams. I don't know if they qual. I've seen them at nine and a half most places, but I saw them today on FootballLocks.com. It got to ten. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to wait till Sunday if they if they to see if they qualify for the double digit bet. Um, but that's so. So Andrew, that's your first bet. Uh, yeah. Dylan, Dolph- what's yours? Dolphins.
2: I'm taking the Chargers. Yeah.
1: You're taking the Chargers. Yeah. Dylan, what's your first yeah. pick? Yeah, so well, real quick, one
3: thing to clear up here before I because I'm, I I also am taking the Chargers here. I'm fading the Dolphins until I lose. But one thing though, I'm getting the Chargers minus 17. So if I take the Chargers as well, am I getting the same number as Juge? Because 14 is a lot more appealing than 17.
2: Well, I have 14 and a half on ESPN.com. So is that? I mean, what, what numbers are we going by?
3: I'll just go. Well, I'm gonna go. I, we'll rouse
2: the host. You
1: just saw Go. It. <laughs> uh, Andrew, we'll go with you worse. So what do you have it at, 14 and okay. a 14-and-a-half,
2: 14, 14 yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: Okay. All right, yeah, so same here. I'm I'm taking the Chargers, minus 14-and-a-half. I'm fading the Dolphins until I lose. The Miami Dolphins are the worst team in NFL history, and I'm going to stick to it. I think there's a chance they could go 0-and-16 against the as well. They don't have any NFL talent. So the <laughs> Dolphins are allowing about 500 yards of offense per game um, on defense. But meanwhile, the Chargers are uh, averaging over 200 yards of offense more per game than the Dolphins. I love the Chargers. I don't care where this game is being played. I don't care how many injuries the Chargers have. I will fade the Dolphins. I, I just I had worse. a thought. You know how,
2: You know how the Saints are the worst defense in NFL history? Should should we celebrate that? Like, should that be one of those things where, when it becomes clear that a team can't yield as many yards as the Saints, we should <laughs> pop a bottle of champagne like the eighty five Dolphins?
4: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah,
2: seventy two Dolphins. Yeah, seventy two. It is. It's
1: it. Absolutely. It is a badge of honor. I think it is a badge of honor. And the thing that I like, the thing that I like. Looking back at it now, it's it's more fun now, right? Because the Saints have turned the corner. But it is really fun when people start complaining about, oh, Aaron Rodgers. He's had some bad defenses in the last three years. They haven't ranked higher than eighteen. Or this, I'm like, you don't know what fucking bad defense is, buddy. I'm like, historic. Try
2: the worst ever.
1: They're like, they were. I was arguing with some Cowboy fan. They're like, Tony Romo. They had the thirtieth ranked defense. I'm like. The thirtieth ranked defense, the twenty seventh ranked defense, the thirty first ranked defense—it don't measure up to the worst defense of all time. <laughs>
4: and know? what's
1: so, sad
3: too is, is that we probably would have won eleven to thirteen games again in two thousand twelve had that whole bounty gate thing never happened. Like, it, it just makes me angry again. Anyway. I don't know. I mean, my, my,
2: d- my favorite year was not actually the Spagnuolo year in two thousand twelve. It was the Rob Ryan year in 2014 where the Saints gave up the record for the highest quarterback rating ever. And the the amazing thing about that stat is that quarterback rating does not account for penalties. And Brandon Browner separately on that same defense was the most penalized player in NFL history so it's like, they had, the most, they had the most penalized player ever, and completely absent from his penalties, they yielded the best quarterback rating of all time.
4: <laughs> they had an article
1: day. on The ath- Athletic today, if you subscribe, where Cat Terrell and Larry Holder like uh, went back and... Memories of the Saints, because you know she had said "Ah, I hadn't covered the Saints in three years, and they did a whole thing about 2015 and just the chaos of the team where they were fighting with each other and the Junior Galette situation, and it was just it was it's really interesting if you subscribe to the Athletic, find it and it's really good. Um, So that's one pick. So so uh, my second pick um, is. I said, I said, uh, ride the Rutgers train till it bucks me. Um, my second pick, and me and Dylan agree here, which makes it less fun. But uh, I think as Saints fans, we need to really, really appreciate the Dan Quinn era that the Falcons have, because I think we're only going to have two more weeks of it. I'm taking Tennessee plus four at Atlanta, and let me tell you, if if the Falcons lose at home to Tennessee, and they go to Houston and lose, which is totally possible. They'll be one and four. Dan Quinn's getting fired, Andrew. Yeah,
2: especially if they lose because of defense. Because the keys to the defense were kind of handed to him. So last week at Indianapolis, you look at what Jacoby Brissett did to them, and yeah, that's bad for Dan Quinn
1: uh Dil- so Dylan you you agree with me here so this isn't as fun when we when we agree on the same pick but what's your th- <laughs> what was your theory behind taking Tennessee
3: I love the Tennessee Titans this week against the Falcons. I know the Titans got humiliated on national television about 10 days ago but I think that's going to fuel his motivation. They've been sitting and stewing for the past week and a half about their loss to the Jaguars. They've had extra time to prepare, extra time to rest. And I don't think Marcus Mariota was 100% when they played the Jaguars a couple of weeks ago. I think he'll be fine for this game. Uh, Tennessee is the exact opposite of the Falcons. They are built from the inside out. They have a strong offensive line and a strong front seven on the defense. And I just think they are going to destroy the Falcons in the trenches. Uh, the Falcons are a finesse team, by the way. Uh, the Falcons, so by the way, uh, Alex their center is having like a 2018 back under regression. He looks horrible. Meanwhile, I don't know what's wrong with Jake Matthews. He looks horrible as well. He looks like he aged 50 years.
2: Is, this, got is this a
3: podcast or a
2: porn? I,
1: I'm not sure. <laughs> just keep keep talking Dylan I'm going to dim the lights
2: I'm going to play some Barry White in the background I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to light a couple candles here we keep going
3: yeah but but anyway the the the, the Falcons offensive line is horrible they they're not going to be able to block the Tennessee front seven I just think that I just think that the Titans are going to destroy the Falcons in the trenches Derrick Henry's going to run wild and they'll easily cover the plus 4 in Atlanta
2: I like it, Ralph. I, I think wait. you muted yourself, Ralph.
1: So, Andrew, your second bet—you like the Giants? You fallen in love when the Daniel Jones train? God, he no, 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 just... no, 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 no,
2: no. I, 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 hit eject on that. Um, remember, because I switched oh, yeah. to the Chargers. Yeah, Dylan talked me out of that one. So you, he you're going, going with the home team, Vegas kinda.
1: The team you hate, UVA, you're going with them, plus yeah. 10 and a half
2: at Notre Dame. I hate to do this because, you know, I'm a local. But I, I surprise, surprise, Notre Dame is wholly overrated again. I'm sure no one has ever heard of that before. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Notre Dame, 10 and a half. I mean, UVA is a good team. They're 4-0. You know, they, they've had... A couple good wins. They've had a couple shaky wins, but the bottom line is they're a sound football team top to bottom. They have a quarterback that's playing well, which is always important. Um, but I I just Notre Dame, you know, they're number ten at two and one, and I think UVA's covering there. They I am I'm gonna take the ten and a half and I think UVA loses prob probably loses the game but by less than ten and a half. Uh
1: my next pick is and I just—I'm a little surprised by this, but I shouldn't have been. And I'm still bitter that they kicked me out of the Saints Happy Hour uh, Survivor Pool in Week One. Cleveland is a disaster, and and Baker Mayfield, as good as he looked last year, he—and this was an interesting stat that I—that I think is a, is a bad sign. No quarterback in the NFL leaves a clean pocket faster than him. So he's just. Getting the ball and scrambling around, he's not stepping up, he's not and they should not be scoring seventeen and twenty points again. When you have Beckham and Landry and Chubb and this off like like they <laughs> made a bad hire when they hired the offensive coordinator who did fun stuff and turned him around. Uh, they made a bad hire with that Kinchens guy and they're not that good. I think Baltimore is going to win and cover the seven. I love it. So, I like
2: that. I got so, I got one for you. I got one for you, Ralph. Go ahead. The Bills are 3-0. I would offer that the, the Bills are the worst 3-0 and team in NFL history since the Danny Werfel-led Saints. Oh,
1: that is um, a good call. <laughs> um. <laughs>
2: But uh, and and oddly enough, the Saints were three and zero with Danny Werfel and it took the Patriots, the Drew Bledsoe led Patriots at the time. I, I know this because I was at that game uh, to beat the Saints in the uh, in the at the last minute uh, to drop the Saints to three and one, and then the rest is history. And they they finished what like five and eleven. They won like two games yeah. the rest of the year. No, they won. But, they um, won three.
1: They <laughs> won six and ten. Six and
2: ten, yeah. Um, so I, I the Patriots at the Bills. I think the Bills are a fraud. Um, I, I still Josh Allen, not a fan. The Patriots are only favored by seven because it's at Buffalo. They're going to win by way more than that. I'm taking the Patriots plus seven, minus seven, minus seven. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I will say one thing that's funny that Bomani Jones does on Twitter. He calls Josh Allen the quarterback of Buffalo. He calls him Jamal, Jamal Allen, just because all he <laughs> all he does all he does is scramble to make plays. And he said if. Josh Allen was black, we'd be talking about how he can't read defenses, he's not a good thrower. But because he's white, people are more patient with him and I just but it's it's funny and it just infuriates Buffalo fans to no end and I just find it So what, so
2: what you're saying is the Bills have replaced Tyrod Taylor with Tyrod Taylor.
1: Yes. No, no. <laughs> they've they've done worse because Tyrod Taylor didn't they turn down-rated. the ball. They <laughs> downgraded. <laughs> um so uh, dylan yeah. what's your next pick
3: all right so i know this is going to seem scary but i am taking the detroit lions plus seven at home against the kansas city chiefs everybody and their grandmother is betting the chiefs 90 percent of the public money is on the chiefs and i love fading the public the lions have both of their cornerbacks Rashad Melvin and Darius Slate back for this game. Meanwhile, the Chiefs are missing their best offensive lineman, Derek Fisher. So I think that the Lions are going to be able to get to Mahomes, cause some pressure, and I'm going to take the Lions to win and to cover in a shootout. But I'm only That's I'm taking ballsy. the plus seven, obviously. I'm that taking the ballsy. Plus seven. It's going to be look, the Lions are going are going into a bye week. They're going to throw the kitchen sink at Kansas City. This is a statement game. I love it. And um, and with that being said also, um, not only am I taking the Lions plus seven, but as my other bet, I'm taking the over 55 in that game as well.
4: I love you Pat got a, Holmes. you
1: got
2: a lot riding on this game. Man. Yeah, you
1: do. Dylan, basically, Dylan, if the Lions don't cover and the total's low – Dylan will have a we will have a new patron uh, spotlight pick. <laughs> isn't uh, Matt Stafford questionable for this game? I'm not worried about it. He's he's never
3: he he hasn't missed an NFL game since 2010. He has like one of the longest streaks. He's gonna be fine.
2: Yeah, but um, he could be garbage.
3: Well, I talked. I, I watched. I, I saw one of the Lions reporters. They they talked to him after practice, and he was. Fine, moving around and stuff like that. So, believe me, if I if I was concerned about it, I would have I would have taken somebody yeah. else. But yeah, um, uh, but I was going to say something else about this game, but but uh, oh yeah, but anyway, on what Ralph was saying, I mean, we are gambling, so you know, it is what it is. It
1: Here's the one thing that I think people are getting a little insane with Patrick Mahomes. Somebody on NFL.com, I forget his name, he was saying that Patrick Mahomes is going to be the first quarterback to throw for six thousand yards, and the thing is. Throwing for six thousand yards is you gotta average three seventy five a week. And here's the thing if Drew Brees couldn't throw for six thousand yards when he had the worst defense in NFL history, and, and he played bad,
2: in the
1: bad. You know, I just can't he didn't say, play
2: in Kansas City in December.
1: Yeah, and the thing is like all it takes is back to back weeks of him throwing for two ninety, and then he's gotta drop a five hundred yard game just to Get back on schedule, you know, and, and that's not just for fi- that, you know,
3: yeah, not just that, but he was getting. I don't know if you watched that, that, that uh, Baltimore game last week, but he was getting hit a lot, like that offensive line's got problems, so he and, did not last to throw 6,000 yards,
1: yeah. I mean, f- I mean, 5,000 is still 5,000 is still really hard. It's not like it's not like teams people have followed the Drew Brees thing of throwing for it a bunch of times, um. So that's Dylan's pick. Andrew, you got another college pick for us.
2: Yeah, I like USC at Washington. Um, Washington is favored by ten and a half in that one. Um, I like USC there. USC is undefeated in the Pac-12 or two and zero. Washington is zero and one in the Pac-12. Um, they're ranked pretty similarly. USC's twenty-one. Uh, Washington seventeen. I think USC's coming off a tough loss and they want to avenge that. Um, so in USC you know, I, I just think when it comes to Pac-12 games they bring out their best so I think 10.5 USC is going on the road and they're going to cover it up
1: I have to say I didn't give it out as a pick last week and me and Dylan talked about it before the, game, before the show and I didn't give it out but, I, but I, it make, this makes it worse because I, I didn't give it out as a pick and you people were lucky because I lost a lot of money on it and I was very upset I bet Washington Washington State last week, minus 18.5 against UCLA. And they were winning by a ton in the third quarter. And UCLA scored 29 points in like three and a half minutes. It was the craziest shit I've ever seen. They both scored 60 in fucking regulation. And I was up till like two in the morning. It was... I yeah, tweeted that was out.
2: the game where the quarterback threw for nine touchdowns and lost. Yes. That right? That's
1: that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. I, I tweeted oh out that uh this has been a traumatic gambling experience for me. Please respect my privacy at this time. I was so my <laughs> wife came home late at night and she she was like, Why are you so mad? I'm like I was just like sitting in my bed, just like steam coming out of my ears. I wanted to choke Mike Leach to death. Um so your people are lucky. <laughs> I didn't give that out as a as a play, but total transparency here, we talk about our gambling, uh, our, our bad beats, as Scott Van Pelt would like to say. Okay, so that's all the picks. So to recap, Dylan, you got Lions plus seven, plus the over total 55 against the Chiefs. Chargers minus 14.5, Tennessee plus four. Andrew, you got New England minus seven, UVA plus ten, USC plus ten and a ten half, ten and a half, and the Chargers uh, minus oh, the 14 and a half. Yep. Yeah. So, here we come. We got the Saints. We always save the Saints for laugh. The one thing, and I don't know who did it on Twitter, but I'm going to thank them. They asked me, uh, when was the last time the Saints were a home underdog in prime time? And I was like, I don't know, Baltimore 2015? The the last time they were a home underdog in prime time was against Atlanta in 2015 on Thursday night. They've only actually been a home underdog twice under Sean Payton in prime time. Both times it was Atlanta. It was 2006 and 2015. So they they aren't in this spot a lot, Andrew. Um, You have said all week you like Dallas in this game. Have you changed your mind at all for the Pick'em Show, or or are you still sticking with Dallas?
2: I'm sticking with it, and uh, I was dead wrong last week. And I see this two ways. Uh, Either the Saints normalize because their quarterback is Chetty Bridgewater, and I'm right, Um, in which case, bye-bye, Dylan. It was fun to have you on the show, but we (laughs) won't be seeing you next week. Um, Or I am doing a reverse jinx again, in which case (laughs) the Saints are winning, and that would be even more awesome. Uh, and I'm here for that, so yeah. I'm I'm kind of good either way.
1: Uh, Dylan, it's it's currently it's Dallas minus three and a half. It's fluctuated. I, I I never saw it get to four and a half, and it's mostly been three and a half or four or four. Right now, it's at three and a half. You like the Saints in this game? Yes,
3: I love the Saints. This is a statement game. The Saints want to prove that they can win without Drew Brees in a big spot against a legitimate opponent.
1: Wearing There's the color rush uniforms, by the way.
3: Team. Yes, great motivation. Sean Payton just pulling out all the stops this week. Um, so, Teddy Bridgewater is now 16-3 and against the spread as a starting quarterback. That's
2: and an incredible starters, stat.
3: Uh, the, yeah, it, 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 that does not count the Carolina game last year and the Rams game, but Teddy Bridgewater doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He Um, does what he has to do. Now, with that said, and there's no logic behind this, but we have seen weird games in the past where a big, bad, undefeated team came to the Superdome where they seemed better than the Saints. I'll just throw out a couple of examples. Um, 2012, when the Falcons were 8-0, came to the Dome, we smashed them. We were terrible that year. Um, 2014, when the Saints were, what were they? They were 0-2 or 0-3, and the big, bad Packers, came to the Superdome on Sunday night football and we blew them out for like yeah. no reason. And yeah. then 2015, That's the five and O Falcons came to the Superdome on Thursday night football and we kicked their ass too. This is going to be one of those games in prime time. The dome is going to be loud. And I've been saying this since last year. I want Dak in the dome. I want to see what <laughs> happens when Dak gets in the dome and he can't hear shit and, is, and he's getting sacked before he knows it. I can't wait. Saints Saints win. 31-17. Wow. Booking.
2: It's amazing that Dylan uh, pulled up those games because, you know, now that he brings them up, I, I remember them all. But this tells you what kind of sadistic um, person I am. I, 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 I couldn't have pulled those games from memory. All I remember is the Saints losing to the Max Hall Cardinals, the Colt <laughs> McCoy-led Browns, and the Luke McCown-led Bucks. Like those those if you ask me like what are the most ridiculous losses the Saints have had in the dome that they never should have lost, like those Max Hall and the Cardinals tops the list.
1: That wasn't in the dome yeah. though,
2: was it? Yeah. Yes. But, yes, it was.
3: But here's the thing though, the Saints are playing up to their competition. They're not playing down a competition. Yeah, They're that's playing true. Down. No, the no, big totally.
2: Bad it's the exact opposite. Cowboys you're right. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. It's it's taking your opponent not very seriously. Mm-hmm versus being at home against a heavyweight and playing your best. Absolutely. I like
1: the Saints in this game, and I want to tell you all what's going to happen. Here's here's one of the reasons why I like the Saints. ESPN, their whole – like 85% of their uh, morning block is talking about the Cowboys, and we haven't had the – is Dak Prescott worth $30 million discussion yet? Because he's been so good the first three weeks, you can't really have it. Everybody just keeps saying his price keeps going up and up and up. We need the Dak Prescott. Oh, my God, are you really going to pay him $30 million a year game? And that game is like... He goes 17 for 27, he throws a touchdown, he has a pick, he has a fumble, and he gets sacked like four or five times, and he looks really confused and out of sorts, and misses really easy throws. Uh, I think we're due for that game. Uh, But also, too, I just think the Saints are going to roll, and they're going to look amazing, and we're gonna forget for like a week that Teddy Bridgewater, as much fun as he is, and how much we root for him, that he does have limitations. And we're gonna go into Tampa game sky high and be like, we are gonna destroy Tampa, and we're gonna lock this division up <laughs> before Halloween, and the Saints will get rolled by Tampa. It'll be the most Saintsy thing ever. But it sounds so Saintsy. It's but it'll be fun as hell Sunday night. It's going to be fun as hell. I'm saying it's going to be close. Saints 27, Dallas 24. Will Lutz again at the gun. Um, so the Saints, will, <laughs> so the Saints will be three and one, but it'll be three and one by like the skin of their teeth. And I'll tell you what. I mean, you know, Andrew, we talked about. Oh, you talked about it on the the big show. But if you if if you haven't listened to that, go check it out this weekend. But you said you know the Saints are kind of playing with house money, and that may make them loose, and that may be true. Mm-hmm. But, Andrew, I'm telling you, if the rest of the NFC South loses on Sunday, the whole, we're playing with house money, then you get a little tighter, right, if you see a two-game lead right there to be had.
2: Yeah, I'm still feeling good about the house money thing, though. Yeah, I, I, just, yeah, I just feel at the end of the day, well, yeah, we'll have to see how the other NFC South games go because going into it, the Saints will know you know, what the results were with all those other teams. But um, I, I just feel like, you know, I'm still sticking with the Cowboys, but I, I think I've told you this earlier this week, and if you guys listen to our podcasts and you're a patron, then you know this, but I feel like these first three, four drives are critical because if the Saints are down 14 nothing, like this is not the kind of game the Saints come back from. But if the Saints are up, three nothing right and we get a couple stops and then dallas gets a touchdown and then the saints get a fluke touchdown and all of a sudden dallas has the ball with two minutes and 12 seconds left in the half and they're down 10 to 3 10 7 and it's a game then it starts to get really dicey because the crowd will be into it and then then i think it can get interesting Um, but that's the key for me is the saints just they can't get down 14 nothing early
1: all right, Dylan. What of your five picks is your five-star lock of the century, lock of the week, bad gambling investment decision? The Lions money line. Wow, that's gonna be that's your that's your that's your that's your, that's your bonus three-point play. The Lions on the money line.
3: Damn right. We're we're gambling today, baby.
1: <laughs> so
3: uh,
2: I really like uh personally my uh Patriots at Bills. I, I just there's no way the Bills are covering seven. There's just no way. <laughs> yeah.
3: So A- and right one one oh my oh, never go mind, ahead. don't worry about it it's fine.
1: Go ahead. I was going to say my my play is uh the uh Tennessee. I I think I think Dan Quinn's getting fired. <laughs> I just you know, I mean, I'm just gonna say it. Like, I think, I think Dan Quinn's getting fired, and this is gonna do it. In, and I have been reading the Falcoholic every single day. You talk about a despondent, down in the dumps fan base. They are in a dark, dark place, and if you want to enjoy the schadenfreude and just have a delightful read let just like go read them i cannot wait for them to lose to tennessee and go to falcon and and just soak it in monday (laughs) ralph ralph you
3: know i'm I'm living in i'm i you guys know I, i live in georgia i'm in i'm in falcon territory right now i went to academy the other day to go get like a nike shirt and all of the falcon stuff is for sale all the Falcons gear. <laughs> Nobody's buying Falcons stuff over here. It's it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like going,
2: uh, just touching on what Ralph just said. I follow the falcoholic when the Falcons are losing and unfollow them when the Falcons are having success. Uh, I also it's unfollow the in the off season because yeah, I just can't put up with Falcons news in the off season. But when <laughs> when when it's game day and I'm like, ooh, the Falcons are down by ten points, like I'll refollow them. Just to get, see the tweets flooding in of, I hate Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan's the <laughs> worst. I'll, I'll even click on the tweet that they make just to read the comments below. It's <laughs> just a, a collection of Falcons fans lamenting how the game is going. It's uh, it's kind of what you said, Raph. It's just amazing entertainment. It's a great way to make myself feel good.
1: It is. And the, and the best All part way. is, with the Saints playing Sunday night, we can get totally invested in, Saint, in Falcons, Tennessee, because we won't have – it won't be a distraction. We won't have to worry about the Saints playing at the same time or whatever. So that's a good thing. So, Dylan, good luck, my friend. Maybe we'll see you next week. Andrew, thanks for the pick. Everybody in the chat room, thanks. And, oh, by the way, final thing, this was also brought to MyBookie. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now. You get a 50% sign-up bonus. Use the code CHAIR. It's fantastic. MyBookie.ag. They have the best online gambling site. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, everybody. Good luck gambling. We'll see you Monday morning.
5: And
2: I suck at picking, so Dylan, I'll see you
5: next week. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.